you fabulous creations. I said this to the guys at our, at our Wednesday service, one of the hardest uh, roles or the hardest parts I find of, of my role is getting up to preach but just feeling God's heart towards all of his people. And, uh, you know, you, we prepare messages and, and we, we do that because it's, it's part of, of church and it's part of what we do. But if you could feel God's heart for you, it feels everything good towards you. And then it's sometimes so difficult to preach sometimes when all you want to do is just bring the affirmation of the Father to His children. And when He just wants you to know how much He loves you. He wants you to know how proud He is of you, how much He delights in you. I had a vision this morning again in in prayer meeting, and and it was the vision of Dad is home. Papa is in the house, and when God's in the house, the, the Heavenly Father, the perfect Father, He brings with Him affirmation, and He brings with Him encouragement, and He brings with Him adoration for His daughters, and He brings with Him affirmation for His sons, and He brings with Him providence, and He brings with him protection and he brings with him peace and he brings with him joy and he he brings with him every good thing out of his kingdom and he places it into us and papa is in the house this morning dad is in the house this morning dad is at the table this morning and he's he wants you to feel his heart for you that he feels only good things if you were to stretch the character and nature of God around the globe like in the form of a white canvas around the entire earth, you would not find a speck of pencil on it. You would not find a drop of dust on the character and the, nation and the, and the, and the person. He is perfect in every way. He only has good thoughts and good feelings and good emotions and good vibes and good aura, whatever you want to call it, towards you. The psalmist wrote, if, if I would account the thoughts you have for me, says the Lord, surely they would outnumber the sand on the seashore. And every one of those thoughts being good, not a 50-50 split, not a naughty and nice list, not a good and bad list. But every thought towards you that God has is a good thought. And if you were to count every thought that God had towards you, they would outnumber the sand on the beach. This is who God is, and this is how God feels about you. And I want you, if you take nothing away from church this morning, aside from that thought, that God's thoughts for you are all good, It will change the way you live. You'll no longer live in a performance-based faith. You'll live out of of an affirmation-based faith. God said, if you love me, you will obey me and keep my commands. Obedience is a response to love. Love is not a response to obedience. We're so performance-based that if I do, 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 God will be happy. If I just do more, if I just do, if I just serve more, if I just try harder, if I just pray a bit longer and read a little bit more Bible, then maybe God will be happy, or maybe then God will love me, or then God will bless me, or, or then God will. No, no, no. He says the Bible says that that because we love God, 
We obey Him. Our obedience to God is out of our love for Him, and our love for Him is found first and foremostly in the fact that He loved us first. Even when we were lost, the Bible says, even when we were dead in our transgressions, not even knowing our need for a Savior, Jesus Christ died for us. When we didn't know how deep we were in the red, God went into the spiritual bank and declared our ledger. He wrote it off and, and he says, if you love me, you will obey. It's a, obedience is simply a response to, to an encounter with God's love, to a revelation of how much God loves you, a revelation of, of what he has done for you. Obedience is a pleasure, not a chore. Obedience is a pleasure, not a chore. It's not a, a list to achieve. It's a state of heart towards a loving and a generous and a gentle father. The prophet Joel wrote, God, that you're slow to anger, you're abounding in love, and you relent from sending calamity on your people. He is wonderful in every way. And our heart here for you this morning, whether you've been with us for a long time or you're here the first time or you're simply a visitor, is that you would know how much God loves you. And it's, not, it's impossible to explain. My vocabulary is, is, is like trying to write it in crayon when it should be written in calligraphy by a wordsmith. But nonetheless, we will declare God's goodness and God's love for you in this place. Galatians 5 says, all that counts is faith expressed through love. That love is the legs of faith. And we love you and God loves you. So I've got a very simple message this morning uh, to wrap up our new wine series. And we've got a great new one rolling out uh, next month in July. But we have really loved... Uh, unpacking this new wine series and this new wine idea that God has new wine to pour into new wineskins. And He is pouring out new wine as we allow Him to prepare in us the wine skin to receive that which He has for us. And that God wants to do a work in us so He can do a work through us. Like I said, He doesn't want us just out there doing jobs for Him. He wants us walking with Him in relationship. He wants this place inside of us to be in step, to be in tune, to be in relationship, to be in connection, to be in oneness with Him, that when we go about our lives, when we go about our daily rhythms and routines, whatever they may be, various and varied as they are, that there is this, this new wine, there's this, there's this spiritual salt and light to us that we are bringing to the, the highways and the byways of life that we operate in. So this is a super simple message this morning, and it's out of Matthew chapter 5. And Matthew chapter 5 is Jesus' kind of first public preach. He's up on this mountain, his disciples have come to him, and it says, his disciples came to him, and Jesus began to open his mouth and teach them. It also says that not only did his disciples gather to him, but a very large crowd gathered also to uh, listen to the words that Jesus would preach. And it's almost fitting to, 
to start the message with the end of the message where Jesus preaches for two and a half chapters. Not that he was using chapters and verses, that came far later. <laughs> but, uh, and he says, whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. The rain came down, the waters rose, the wind bit and blew against that house, yet it did not fall. The man who does not, who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who builds his house upon the sand. It was just cheap. He wanted to cut out the cost of a good foundation. It says the water, it went through the same process. The water rose, the winds blew and bit against that house, and it fell down with a mighty crash. So I think I should start this message with the end of the message because Jesus, as he ends, is, is communicating to us the importance not just of revelation or understanding, but also application of his words to our lives. Whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a man who's built his house on a firm foundation. It will get shaken. It will get blown and beaten up a little bit, but it's not going to collapse. It's not going to fall over. So, But he starts like this. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. And I won't, I'll just abbreviate it a little bit for time's sake, but blessed are the poor in spirit, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Mourn is like the gift of compassion, the the gift of feeling what someone else is feeling. It's not mourning because you have lost something or like someone's died or you've you've suffered a tragedy. Blessed are the mourning is blessed whose those hearts are moved deeply and painfully towards the needs um, of another person for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. That's got a bit of mileage this month. For they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of things all kinds of evil against you, rejoice and be glad because your reward is in heaven from the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Blessed, blessed, blessed is, and he's laying out these, 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 these gifts or these character traits or these, these types of people that come from God's kingdom. And then he gets to verse 12. He says, blessed are you, 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 for 11 verses, and then he says, you are. So blessed are you, blessed are you, blessed are you, and you know, you're children of God, you're inherit the kingdom, etc., etc. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Then he says, you are salt of the earth, and you are light of the world. So, so salt and light is not this thing that we do, it's this thing that we are. Salt and light is not the same. I've got to go out and be salty. I've got to go out and be salty. I've got to go out and be salty. You know, I've got to go out and be lighty. I've got to go out with light. I've got to go out with light. Where's my torch? Where's my light? Where's my lamp? Where's, you know, where? No, no, no. It's, 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 we are that because of verses 2 to 12. Because Jesus is, he's preaching this message to a a totally foreign, a a message that's totally foreign to the culture he's preaching it. He's bringing in a whole new day of spirit-filled living in connection with a loving Father. The world would say, blessed are the successful, blessed are the popular, blessed are the wealthy, 
Blessed are, you know, the, the ones with lots of friends. Blessed, the world's, world's value system is contrary to God's value system. Where Jesus lays it out, blessed are poor in spirit, blessed are those who, who, are, who mourn, blessed are those who are meek and merciful, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are the persecuted, Evan, for you are salt and light when you carry this new kingdom character inside of you. Jesus said, uh, I'll skip uh, down here. John 14, 13, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and will come and make our home in them. So when God comes to our home, so God's saying He's not outside of us, He's inside of us. That when, when the work of the cross has taken its place and when Mikhail Johnson did that incredible communion message about then the, the spirit of truth being released on the earth, they, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit come to our house, come to our fari, and they make their home in us. And when God walks in, like the end of a, the day in winter, He comes inside and the first thing you do is you turn the light on. And then you turn the heater on. And then you go into the kitchen and then you, you start maybe cooking dinner. And when God comes into our life, He brings with Him His kingdom, His character, His nature, and He turns the lights on in our heart. That's like the Bible talks often about, about people being blinded. And it's not through their physical eyes, it's through their their hearts, because their hearts have been darkened or haven't been, the eyes of their heart haven't been opened to the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And when He comes in, He makes, He brings all of the goodness of His kingdom and He makes a home. He like renovates our heart. I'm sure if there's any keen renovators in the house, but He turns up with His like Ryobi plus one because that's the renovator standard of power tool. And uh, we're not tradies yet. We don't deal in Makita or Dewalt. We deal in Ryobi plus one, but maybe God has like Milwaukee or some, you know, high quality, that he turns up and he, bre he renovates our heart. He turns the light on inside of us that we can then begin to see and he can then begin to reveal to us the state of, of our heart, that he can then lead us in a journey of freedom through the process. And if you're feeling pain in your heart this morning, pain is the pathway to freedom, not destruction. In God's kingdom, when God puts his finger on you and it twinges a little bit or it's, it hurts, and I'll, trust me, it's a fairly well-beaten path for me now and it's just going to get wider and, and more beaten as, as God deals with my heart. But every time there's been pain, it is the doorway to freedom. Every time I've experienced deep pain in my heart, with most of the time from trauma of my past, and I had a good life, but I was misunderstood as a child. Well, I felt misunderstood, totally. And, and I carried things into my adulthood, and then other people would do things just because they're people, and people do things, because that's what we do, and it would hurt. I'd be like, why? And it was, the pain would come up and God would shine the light on it, not to shame it, blame it, or, or you know, 
be like, there it is, that's your problem. No, he would show. So then through that pain was the pathway to freedom. So God says, you blessed are all these people, for you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. What an incredible endorsement. You're feeling persecuted for your faith. You're feeling persecuted in your workplace. You're maybe feeling persecuted in a a close relationship or even a marriage. God says you are salt and you are light. Blessed are you who are caring deeply for a loved one or carrying the the burden of of seeing someone get made well or or find salvation or just helping a, a soul through life that is being dealt a difficult hand to deal with and you're feeling their their pain and you're feeling their 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 concern and the weight that blessed are you for you are being salt and light blessed are you who are a peacemaker who pray and believe that word for peacemaker and there is shalom to believe um, for the betterment of somebody else to 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 lay down our agenda that we can seek the betterment of some blessed for you are being sold and light. And as God wants to bring this new wine into us, He's creating this wine skin that it can hold it and carry it, not in a Sunday service, but as we go from His presence, we are going with salt and light. Not thinking, I've got, I've got to be salty, I've got to be salty, I've got to be salty, I've got to be salty. No, no, I've got to, or I've got to be light. I've, light. Light is not thinking it's got to be light. It is just light. And salt isn't thinking it's got to be salty. It's just made that way. It is salty. And as we allow Christ into our lives and into our hearts, you become salt and light. It's not a thing you do. It's simply who we are as the body of Christ. And you are a city on a hill, but you are also a lamp in the room. And I saw a quote the other day, rather than Kurt Rather than curse the darkness, why not just light a candle? Rather than curse everything bad that's going on in the earth, every poor political decision, every mismanaged you know, business or medical department or every fault and flaw that, that the news presents us, rather than curse the darkness, why not just light a candle? Why not just be salt and light? And this is us as people, as individuals, and together as God's church, we are salt and light. We are are preservers of humanity. We are protectors of humanity. We are the flavorers of humanity. That's what salt does. It was considered by the Romans of immense value because it took, it was withdrawn out of the ocean and it required the sun to evaporate it to get salt. And it was held in incredible high value. So when Jesus is saying, you're the salt of the earth, he's putting immense value on it. The word salary is derived from the word salt. People used to be paid in salt. It was that valuable. So he's saying you're, you're the salt of the earth. You're not just this, this kind of, like salt's really cheap at the supermarket, right? Like a kilo of salt, I know it's like a dollar or two dollars. But 
when Jesus, he's saying this salt has immense value because without salt in the context of the culture, things, things would go to waste. Things couldn't be preserved. Things couldn't be flavored. And we are the salt in the earth and we're, we are the preservers of humanity. With, as we adopt and as we allow Christ to work in our lives and through our lives, as we adopt the, the blessedness of the kingdom, we become salt and light on the earth. And lights are waypointers. Like if you arrive at a lighthouse, you're in serious trouble. You will have run aground. Lighthouses are not destinations. If you ever spent time on the water, they are there to get you out of the rough and into the calm. They are to keep you from running aground on the shallows and the stormy waters of life, and they are there to direct you into the deep and calm anchorages of God's kingdom. And as, as the light, we are pointers to Christ. As we live this lifestyle, or as these, these qualities are outworked in our life, we are naturally pointers towards Jesus Christ. This is what he is saying. You, when, when this becomes your nature, when this becomes who you are, you are salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. Salt loses itself in service to the object that has been salted or preserved. And we give our lives to humanity and we serve our lives like through Jesus Christ, obviously, to preserve humanity, to bring the best out. Like salt brings out the best flavors. Um, salt makes food foodier. <laughs> brings out the taste and the, the yum factor. So should be salt of the earth. It should bring out the best in humanity. We don't need Christians pointing the finger and telling people how terrible they are. We need Christians to be salt, to bring out the very best in who people are. Where are the prophetic voices? You're awesome. You're amazing. I love your smile, your life. You're going to do something great with it rather than, well, if you change this and you change that and you did this and you, like if we were brought the prophetic voice, the Spirit of God, the, and to enhance that which humanity already is, our role is, in society is not to be against it, it's to enrich it. Our role in society, our role on the earth as salt and light is to enhance humanity, to not be against humanity, but to enhance it, to breathe life into it, to, to bring the saltiness of God's kingdom into the earth and to bring the light into the world that people may see it. And God's kingdom and the believer's life is not a kingdom and life of self-centeredness. It is a kingdom and life of Christ-centeredness. That our lives spin around the will and the mandate of God. And if our lives are wobbly and our relationships are wobbly and thoughts are wobbly and actions are wobbly, maybe it's because Jesus has been moved from the center of our life to the sidelines of our life. And if you put a hub on the outside of a wheel, things are going to vibrate considerably. When the wheel spins balanced on the hub, it spins with harmony. And Christ dwelling inside your heart and inside your life brings harmony to our life and to our relationships. So I'm telling you this this morning as we close 
the New Wine series. Is that allow Jesus Christ into your life, and you may have done this before, but do it again. Receive God's love and His Spirit into your heart and allow Him to continue the transformational work in your life that you will be salt and light, that you will be a carrier of the kingdom, of the character, and of the nature of Jesus Christ here on earth. That as we go out, it's not this thing I need to do, I need to do, I need to be, need to do. It's like, no, this is who I am. I am salt and light. I am an influencer of humanity. I am a way maker for Jesus Christ. I am a pointer. I'm a signpost. I'm a traffic light. I'm a street sign. I'm, 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 a, I'm an airplane riding it in the sky with the vapor trail, whatever. You know, some people are kind of that kind of style, like for the world to see. Others are a, others are a, a close sign, a small sign, a, a gentle nudge in the right direction. But as you encounter Jesus Christ, as you allow God's love and all that God is to continue to flow into our lives, this is who you are. You are salt and light. You are a carrier of the kingdom. You are a carrier of the presence. You are a changer of the world. You're a light in the darkness. And there's many people just wandering in darkness because they don't know how to get out of it. They just need a light to serve them, to show them the way to where Jesus Christ is. That may be in church, that may be in your living room, it may be in the park. But we are salt and light, and God has filled your life this month with new wine. He's done a a, a work on the wineskin that you may carry it, so that as we go from His presence and as we go from church, we are salt and light. At the checkout, at the car park, at the sports field, wherever it is, you're salt and light. So I'm going to pray for you this morning as we close. Why don't you close your eyes, just helps you keep focus. Jesus, I thank you right now that you're in this place. Every single person in here this morning is seen by you, God, seen with eyes of the Father, seen with eyes of love and affirmation and adoration. And I pray right now that they would be filled with your presence. They'd be filled with your kingdom and your peace And that as they go, it's not a thing to do, it's someone to become. We're not doing salt and we're not doing light. That as we go, we are salt and we are light. To those who are living under a a cloud of I'm not good enough, the breath of God blows that off, off over your life right now. You are good enough, you are ready, you are able, you are chosen. You've got what it takes. Don't live under that cloud any longer. God blows it away. It's blue skies over your life this morning. You are salt. You are light. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.